back to Kingo's Court, episode 48 inbound. Woo! And I don't know why I keep fucking doing that, but I do. And I just like doing it. <laughs> Funny enough, the one time I didn't do it. Because you're a creepy fucker. That's I'm, like, I'm a creepy badass, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a very, very special episode of Kingo's Court today. First of all, thanks again for anyone who listens or watches the show. It's, I, I, I do it because I love it. It's just a bit of crack. But this is a really important one today. And um, not necessarily the subject matter. But the person who's dealing with me because it's my old running buddy, my my right hand man, and Slar Bowler, formerly of Two Tales of Woe. How are you, my man? Not too bad, man. Thanks great, for having me. Great to see you. Looking well, man. You too. You too. I'm well, you know, I had to get the hair done. It was coming on, so you know. Yeah, sometimes you do. You do look a bit rough, rough all right <laughs> with that fucking hair. <laughs> so um, you chose. Uh, we're doing a, a deep. Dive, discography deep dive today, and you chose the subject. Would you like to tell everybody who we're talking about today? Yes. Is that a yes or a death? Death. Death. Is that what you said? It sounded yes. like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So it's, I mean, yeah, I like death. I mean, put it this way, like, if I can do a fucking deep, deep dive, discreet, deep discography dive on bleeding negative, I can do it on anybody. You know? fucking lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, tell me. I was actually surprised with that one. I know, and I and I actually, you know what? It was a slog going through some of those albums, but some of them are great. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Some of them are great. I'll go wrong with Megadeth. Yeah. Now, yeah, they have a couple of do- dopey ones there. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Exactly. You know. Exactly. I mean, let's be honest now. If I thought every single Slayer's album was amazing, there'd be something fucking wrong there, you know. But. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that officially, though. You know, <laughs> uh, well, you can't decide down. In fairness, no. So we're talking about death, and it's gonna be fun actually because uh, a lot of a lot of Irish a lot of Irish metalheads would be huge into death, and um, yeah, and a lot of a lot of the a lot of the guys who play mu- and girls who play music would Chuck would have been a big influence to them. I think you'd agree on that, wouldn't you? Well, definitely when you even listen to, as you said, guys and girls, when you listen to a lot of the uh, the modern metal bands with female vocalists, yeah, like the likes of Arch Enemy and even um, what's that band from Ukraine? Um, Ginger, is it? Ginger. You know, there's also, I don't know, she's a bit heavier than, than you want, than uh, you want her. Alyssa. Is it Alyssa from, from Arch Enemy? Yeah, that's one of them, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be a huge fan of them. Like, I know, but just talking yeah. style-wise, you can yeah. hear that there's a mixture of early Chuck and late Chuck in there. Yeah. And, you know, you, you could, you know, swing swing the rope and say a little bit of possessed in there as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, very true. But, um, but I, noticed, I do notice a lot of Irish metal, metal musicians really high hold um, himself up really, really high regard, like... You know, I mean, even in, even in her early days with Chosen Man, it was Absolutely. very, very. Uh, that, was, that was one of the one of the fueling factors of, for the music of Chosen. Um, yeah. I think more so before you joined the band, um, we were really pointing towards that. We were striving to get that kind of a sound. Yeah. We didn't really, obviously, we didn't know what sort of vocals we were going to get at the time. And, um. Obviously, then there was the Nevermore influence. I know you're not yeah. the biggest fan of Warren Dane. Uh, I've, I've come uh, to appreciate him over the years. Yeah. Now. Like, he's more or less a duplicate of Jeff Tate in a way, you know? Yes. But, um, 
he uh, yeah there was just a huge influence of, of death and I I suppose one of the one of the memories that sticks in the forefront of my mind was when when Chuck died in 2001 because uh, I suppose I was only after starting well Dave and, and uh, Paul had obviously their little band going for a while and then I joined September 2001 September October something like that so it was only a couple of months we were had building our relationship and you know we talk about you know our influence and then all of a sudden one of our biggest influence was gone yeah you know, obviously not, the music's still there you know but yeah it was it was one of the first kind of deaths of death <laughs> death of a music of a musician that really hit me hard yeah um obviously then there was a couple more that really hit me like sean lane as you know and then yeah um dimeback like within those couple of years those three people two three of my main influences as a, as a guitarist and, and they're, they're, they're almost like family aren't they went like you will to an extent where you know you know what they're like musically and they're, they're, getting, they're getting you through so much stuff over the years and it's like like for me, Jeff Hammond, you know what I mean? When Jeff Hammond, like, you remember, I was in hospital. <laughs> uh, I was yeah. always there. And you rang me, fair folks, you like, you rang me. And uh, mm-hmm. I just stayed up all night listening to Slayer. Like. But it was, yeah, like, it's like you know these people all your life, or, you know, as long as you can remember, and then they're gone. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's amazing the the, uh, the connection that you, you feel with, uh, with these musicians, especially. I suppose more so for yourself lyrically, you're, you're as being a lyricist. Yeah. You 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 uh, relate to certain singers and certain yeah. musicians. I do I do as well to a point. Um, some bands obviously are more riff based for me. Being yeah. you know guitarist and obviously it's the riff that catches me first. But there's just singers out there like like Chuck, Waldane, a couple of others that really hit the nerve when it comes to vocals and their talking points should you say yeah you yeah know, they really hit home i mean and can, obviously kirk kirk from crowbar as well like that yeah i, I don't think it's necessarily his, day on that. <laughs> i don't think it's his, necessarily his style but his approach and his, his delivery and his emotion yeah. isn't it well i know that's a style but you know what i'm saying it's not like his yeah, his ability it's just it's so fucking drenched in emotion at the times you know absolutely um yeah. by the way yeah big up to kirk and the boys with the new album fair play yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm, I'm loving it i think it's great it's you know it's it is what it is it's zero and below it's fantastic yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway heavy look, and slow although it's not as heavy and slow as older albums no you know? but still good though it's still enjoyable yeah so like I, okay we'll start then with the the discography deep dive of death mm. now as i said we were meant to do this a few months ago i think wasn't it and uh, I had all my notes yeah. made up, and I thought I had yeah. put them somewhere. So I was looking, I was scrapping <laughs> today. So you're going to have to help me with this. Uh, I do know, right. I do know what like I, songs and stuff I do like off each album. But like you know, we, mm-hmm. we just talk about them and that kind of stuff. So like the, the first album they came out with was Scream Bloody Gore. By the way, before we go on, we're only doing studio albums. It's not live albums or collaborations or. Anything. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what I expected. I mean, yeah, you know. perfect. Um, so Scream Bloody Gore, yeah, which, which that kind of 
you think that started off the death metal genre or did it just move well, on a bit more? There's arguments out there, you know. Um, a lot of people say that Possessed Seven Churches was the first death metal album and that came out in 85, three years yeah. before. Or sorry, yeah. two years before uh, Springboard Roar. And, yeah. you know, I suppose uh, vocal-wise, there was a lot of similarities there too. Yes, uh, very true. You know, so it's hard, it's hard to say, but, you know, I mean, Chuck's work and starting off with Springboard Roar, it was, uh, it was a great starting point. Fantastic debut, yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable. I mean, what songs, so... what songs to go for you on that? I mean, I hate to be cliche, but obviously Zombie Ritual is ah, yeah. probably the, the most standout uh, song on the album. Absolutely. Sacrificial and Regurgitated Guts. They be my three top. Actually, top funny top. enough, they were mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised at that. You know. you copy, you copy well, I could do that now if I wanted because I don't have any notes. But... <laughs> um, I think it's a strong opening album. I really do. And in terms of like, and the like, only album, and the only album Chuck played everything on, bar yes. drums, obviously. Very true. But like, I mean, that goes to show the, the measure of the man how fucking good he was as a musician, doesn't it? And the gas thing is, it's been well known in our circles that I'm not a huge fan of his later vocals, like the way it went, um, mm. the way it, like it totally changed. I feel, but the man got so much better as a musician as he got older. You know, absolutely, and or it, accomplished. It, 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 you can see where his influence, or his music, has influenced so many bands yeah. in the 2000s and onwards. You know, huh. um, like. He wrote the template for technical death metal, really. Yeah. You know, from hu- from human onwards, just got better and better and better technically. Technically, wise. And I think everyone would agree with you on that, Blair. I don't think anyone would yeah. disagree with you. Absolutely. But I, it, it, it wouldn't have been possible if he didn't have the musicians that he had with him, also. Yeah. Like, like was Hogland there if uh, that early was he? No, not from Screamer Gore. He came in for human or uh, for um. Individual talk patterns and symbolic. Right, um, fair enough. Words. Sean Sean Reinhardt was on human. Nah, nice. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the cynic background there, so you know, yeah, we absolutely. Know, we all know how technical they are. <laughs> Too technical for me. No. So give me um, give me a right now a ten for this album for you. Uh, I would have to say six out of ten. Okay. Six out of ten. Okay, and I have a feeling that I know the way these ratings are going to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So I, I'd give it, a, I'd give it an eight out of ten. It's a solid opener. Um, nothing to really dislike about it, but it's like, yeah, okay, it was, it probably would have been great game changing at its in its time, but it's not like, I, yeah, I, if it's on, I listen to it, but it's not. There's two, as you know, two albums in this discography that I will always go back to yeah. and we're coming up to them but for yeah. me yeah a solid 8 out of 10 that's, I think that's fair you know yeah. right so we ne- what what no I thought you were going to say something <laughs> <laughs> so we, we go into 1988 there where um, they bring this album out the second album uh, of course the year yeah the year but still to heaven which is uh, 
the Florida podcast down the line. Slayer. Yeah, well, the of many amazing albums. Oh, and Justice Hades. for All. Was, didn't, or wasn't Justice for All then? That's right, Jack. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, Slayer and Metallica kind of seemed to bring out groundbreaking albums in the same year as each other, didn't they? Fucking amazing. What a time to be alive. What a time to be in a band. Like, sorry, I, I always <laughs> said I was born too late, you know? Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> me too. But anyway, yeah, we're going to Leprosy. And uh, yeah, what a... F- oh, God, what an album. And I love- cannot, cannot fault it. No. Cannot fault it. This, the, look, I, I'm just looking at the artwork here. Uh, I love the artwork. It's just deadly looking. Your man with the... The, uh, the cloak on him. Yeah, the, the, the preacher. Yeah. You can see that. No, that's spiritual healing. This lad's the fella in the desert. Sorry, sorry, that. sorry. Yeah. Oh, I feel you. I, I, was, I, as I was telling you earlier, I was up, up early this morning. I couldn't sleep. Pretty insane. <laughs> so he has a little bit wrecked. Yeah, sorry. But the, the scarf over his face. Mm. But you can already hear the progression, I think, on this album. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's like leaps and bounds from, oh. from Springfield or Leprosy. He, he, you can see where he's starting to hone that death sound. And yeah. From from then on, he obviously uh, it's been recorded in Morris Sound. Yeah. And he never left Morris Sound. Uh, Why would you? Absolutely. Legendary. You know, so, many, so many bands, and but you can see as as time goes on, he's uh, he. he uh, What's the word? Look for. He's a man of um, not repetition, but he he knew what he liked and he stuck with it. You know. Yeah, he was right to yeah. though. You know, look, look look what he did. He knew what he could get from Morris Sound and the and the engineers in there, and he still was able to evolve to what he wanted to be. And he did everything. I think for, for, again, I don't know about him as well as you would, but I think he did everything his own way, the way he wanted to do it. And he had more. And he produced every album, more yeah. or less. So um, that's all you want as a musician is to be able to do mm-hmm. your thing your way. I think that's. I mean, that's fucking great for him, you know. And what I lo- what I lo- loved about him as well, um, I suppose uh, in, in the later albums, when he took band uh, musicians in, he gave them free reign. Obviously, they were the template, mm. you know. But he gave them the free reign to, you know. Few brush strokes here, a few brush strokes there to you know paint a picture. Yeah. And, you know, you with this with leprosy, it was the start of it. You know, Screaming Door is great, but huh. leprosy was the start of the signature death sound, if you yeah. ask me. Oh absolutely. You know? I love that um Twenty Star kind of messing with tempos a little bit, wasn't it? Slowing down and Yeah. Oh that's to me that's few sludgy <laughs> riffs here and there. I was Yes. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I love this album. I absolutely love this album. Um, I'm just, again, looking at the list here. Open Casket. I love that uh, song. I love um, it. Like, my top five on that would be uh, Leprosy itself. Uh-huh. Um, Left to Die, Pull the Plug, Open Casket, and Choke on it. Uh-huh. Choke on it is such a great, great song. Pull the plug, I really, really... Do, do you know what? It's an album where you don't have to... If you know what I mean, you don't have to get invested too much in the lyrics or anything like that. No. But it's so enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. And as you know yourself, there's some death metal albums that are a bit too much to enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's but, so much going on lyrically yeah. and musically. 
but this is just uh-huh. like you know it's got the perfect amount of everything in it mm-hmm. and uh yeah leprosy what a, oh, what a song still even looking at the times the times of the songs they're not even that short well i mean the shortest one is three minutes 25 seconds mm-hmm. but um, with this album you wouldn't notice any of the to- songs going but, no you know I, I, uh, and that goes for a lot of a lot of music um, maybe for some people in the later later years there was a lot of instrumental stuff and if you're not a guitarist or a drummer or whatever, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. But these are just flat out death metal songs. You know, straight to the point, straight in, no kissing, as I say. You? No. That's me this, What do you think of, we go back to the discography in a minute, what do you think of the whole DTA and all that kind of stuff when they brought out the, the other, the lads from Cynic were doing it and... You know, did you think well, that I was? Kinda, a- I missed. I missed it. Um, I'm killing myself now that I didn't go to see it because obviously Sean Rayner was involved in it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I kind of put it to the sideline in my head. It was just maybe for me it was uh, it's still too raw. And I, I I understand where the guys are coming from. They were doing it as a celebration of his music. I think that's um, all that it was. It was a celebration. Absolutely. That was, um, but I couldn't separate that, you know. No. I couldn't separate the music from the man. Um, I suppose, from, I, and personally, it was just like a, a kick, you know. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, it, yeah. In a way, but obviously, I've matured a little since then, and it's. Uh, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't go see them. You might you still know, get to down the line. You might get to. I do, but like, there's no Sean Rayner thing. Well, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Um, that's like me with a uh, Queen and that plank Adam Lambert. What the fuck is that all about? No, sorry. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go at all. Even if you paid me to go, I wouldn't go. No, I, and I, I like money. Take it back in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, that? Get away from me. Yeah. Don't, don't want that thousand euro to go and see Queen. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Who's singing? Adam Lambert. Fuck off. Actually, there's a guy called Mark Martell. Do you know him? Yeah, man, he's oh, unbelievable. He should have been the singer. Like, but he has he has that same draw structure and yeah. you know, almost the same kind of um, the nasal thing as well. Yeah, everything. Yeah, I've watched a couple of deep dives of other people like talking about him and analyzing them. They're just like gobsmacked by him. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's yeah, absolutely ridiculous, and he can play piano as well. He's a yeah, he's Even a real that full version of of the Hyman Rhapsody. He's, like, man. he's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so sorry to compare DTA to uh, Queen or Down. <laughs> <laughs> certainly was not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, Lep- or yeah, Leprosy. What an album! Give us your rating on that one, actually. Nine out of ten. Why would you not give it 10? Um, it wouldn't be one I would go back to consistently. That's why. Okay, that's um, fair. But, like, I still think, um, compared to, obviously, for me, as you know yourself, the later albums, from, from Human onwards, for me, that was where I really got into got into death. Um leprosy, scream bloody gore and spiritual healing were almost an afterthought 
for me when I started off listening to that. Huh. You know, so we'll get into that later. Uh. But um, I was kind of late to the game when it came to the early albums, so I was already knee deep into the later stuff. So that's probably why I, I, I rate it at that. You know, definitely. I will give it, and I'll give it. I think I'm really. I'll give it an eight because again, I like this album. Mm-hmm. It's probably my second favorite album of theirs. And wow. yeah, no, well, I, as I said, there's a, there's a distinct difference for me. It's almost like two very different bands. And, mm-hmm. But there's an actual, you can see the change happening in a positive way for, for the majority of people, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it an eight. And Spiritual Healing, what a fucking song. Killing Spree, I love Killing Spree. Oh, just that real kind of, it's just for the time that it was made, that nasty kind of feel to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny enough, Killing Spree is on one of my one of my lists as well. There you go. <laughs> what, what, what ones did you like in this? I love all this album, I really do. But, and of course, James uh, Murphy was on this album as well. Oh, yeah, James Murphy. And Terry Butcher again. Yeah. He actually played bass in this album. <laughs> he was only he was he didn't actually play bass on uh, on Leprosy. Wow. Uh, yeah. But, so, um, what songs do you like on this one? Uh, Within the mind, um, defensive personalities, spiritual healing, obviously as well. Title track, genetic reconstruction, and killing spree. Yeah, they would be my top top five. There's not really really weak songs on this album, really. No, not. there's not. It's it's a really strong album. Um, it's again it's another development in that death sound and you can you can hear where he's going especially in context with what's coming next with human um that those templates those little seeds are being dropped like you know yeah you know know still hanging on to some of the older to to like the leprosy sound in like some of the the, yeah that that kind of stuff but He's getting a little bit more technical and obviously bringing James Murphy on. Mm. So, blew, blew everyone else out of the park, really. I just have to apologize to our listeners and our viewers there because what I actually did was I misguided you into that's we were actually meant to be rating leprosy and we we, we, we rated spiritual healing without going into it <laughs> because I have it up here and uh, we just kind of skipped the whole thing of. Uh, but I thought you. I thought you just went straight into spiritual healing after we raided leprosy. So, no, you know. fair enough. Quite <laughs> <Probably> well. <laughs> spiritual, spiritual healing, and I don't, I don't, I don't cut that now because I want it to feel as natural as possible for everyone. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're talking now. We're now we're talking about spiritual healing. <laughs> hey, which is uh, my favorite death album. Again, as you say, you, you, you took what we had done before. You know, he's keeping bits of it there, but there is that mm-hmm. evolution. There really is an evolution. But it's not like what I like about it, Larry, is it's not too drastic, it's not too sudden. It's a nice pace of evolution. You know, that's mm-hmm. one thing I can respect about the, the you know, the way he did it. He did it not in a jarring way where it was like like Opeth, for example, fucking melodic death, one minute, then fucking jazz or something. <laughs> it was a nice yeah. progression over. And with this album, there's not a weak song on this album. I feel. I feel. Yeah, it, 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 it is. A, it's a solid album. Um, again, for me, it was one of the ones that I was 
late coming back to. Yeah. Um, probably around the time of between the Sound Perseverance and 2000 was the time I started diving into the early albums. I got into Death around 95, 96. So still very young, like this, huh. 14, 13, 14. So around those years, and Symbolic was the, the breakthrough album for me. Um, so when I started going back to the album, it took me a while to get used to the albums and get used to that early sound. Well, compared so to what you were used to, to yeah. Yeah, because I was so used to that polished, really clear clarity. And when I went back to them, I was like, this is like, it's like night and day. Chalk and cheese, yeah, big time. It doesn't, doesn't take long to grow on you, you know, it doesn't take long to grow on you. And Spiritual Healing was probably the last album I got into, funny enough. Um, <laughs> I, uh, would you believe um, I had this and Leprosy on a tape, a cassette, no way. each album on each side? Yeah. Deadly. I'll tell you the story about that later. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. But yeah, well, that, uh, I was so happy I had that. I just listened to it nonstop, you know. But um, yeah, as I said, this for me is my favorite death album. It doesn't, nothing that I don't like on this album. And it's the one I do listen to a, a lot at the time, out of all of their albums, you know. Um, let's see all in the future. Yeah, Spiritual Healing, Low Life, Killing mm-hmm. Spree. Um, Killing Spree, or Spiritual Healing is actually probably my favorite death song. Really? Yeah, but as I said, I don't care so much for the. But being, being your favorite album. Yeah. So you would have to have your favorite song on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like it as uh, you know that. Re- this album really got me in more into death metal than I was before. Really? Yeah. And um, Day Aside was my Day Aside and Calum Corpse were my first introduction to death right. metal. These, not a bad introduction, fairness. No, <laughs> these and uh, Morbid Angel for me, and like I've I've still a huge Morbid Angel fan, as you know. And ah, uh, oh, fucking great. But um, I have a, I have a funny uh, Morbid Angel story to tell you. Well, it's funny to me, but yeah. Yeah, do are you gonna tell us on this, or are you gonna? I'll tell you after if you want. I can yeah. tell you on this if you want. No, yeah. whatever you want. But tell me later. You know, if we we record it for a Patreon, if we ever do a Patreon, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me your standout tracks on this. Uh, the same within the mind, uh, defensive personalities, spiritual healing, genetic reconstruction, and killing spree. Class. If I was pick my top two, spiritual healing and genetic reconstruction would be nice. Probably my top two. Uh, nice. Um, I'm just gonna. Shoot right out there! I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a nine, a nine and a half out of ten. Cause like that, nine, nine out of ten for me. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, there's not much else to, that needs to be said about that album, really. You know. Not really. So now, apart from obviously the work of James Murphy. Oh, top notch. Can I fault? Can I fault? Yeah. And it was the last last album that um, that artist. Uh, Edward, what was his name? Edward Repka. Yeah, that's the one last one he did with him, wasn't it? No, the last one he done all the first three albums. That was the last one he done. Which is, and it's mad because, like you know, those three albums are kind of bunched together. Those mm. three 
album covers are kind of bunched together as well. I, see what I mean about the the evolution? I fucking love it. It's just the way he has it. I, I mean, you can I'm, see the similarities more between leprosy and spiritual healing art wise than you yeah. can between Crimson Gore. Yeah, but it's, big, it's, big it's, difference. his use of color though, the way he uses colors. Yeah. You know, I, I I would be able to, you know, like Larry Carroll with the Slayer albums always used the same kind of really kind of dark yeah. colorings. Do you know what I mean? But um, excuse me, we move on to Human. Yep. Now we're really starting to see the evolution. Absolutely. And you know what? Technically, I should probably like this album the best because it's got that. This has the perfect blend of everything of what he wanted. You know, he had the really, he's starting to get the real technical stuff going now. And he still had that deadly vocal, you know. And it's, yeah, I do love it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just, uh, I'm a fool for the old stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on, tell me what you think of Human. Can't fault it. Like, I might as well just leave it there. It's like, <laughs> this from was Human not- onwards, it just, it just got better and better as far as I'm concerned. A lot of people would say human is, well, say human and spiritual healing for a lot of people are their favorite albums yeah. of death. And for a lot of people in, suppose the later generation more so the, than the older generation, uh, human would be their favorite. And I would say Sound of Perseverance as well for, for like the, a lot of the younger generation. Uh-huh. But human, man, it, it's this was the first song I heard of death was off this album, and it was, nice. that was lack of comprehension, nice. and that was because it was on Into the Pit on Headbangers Ball. Yeah, I remember that. So, Jeez. <clears throat> yeah. Into the yeah. Yeah. I remember they had like the triple trash treat as well. Do you remember that? That's right. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> you don't have shows like that uh, anymore for the kids, do they? Uh, I remember remember when Headbangers used to be on about 10 o'clock, 10 to 12, yeah. and then it moved to 11, then it was midnight, and just got later and later, and then <laughs> disappeared, turned into Super Rock, remember? Turned into oh, super fucking rock? Super Rock, yeah, with your woman. Jesus Christ, that dopey one. Yeah, she wasn't a rocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they used to have um, Noisy Mothers on as well, I remember with Crusher. Noisy Mothers at 3 in the morning. Yeah, it's fucking, I used to always stay at work. Like, oh, God. Um, so yeah, so this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this album, I I love it. I do love it. Uh, like you said, lack of comprehension. Together is one. Oh, you know, there's Again, like, on, on one of my top my top songs on the album, "See Through Dreams." Just unreal, and the the the, the blend of the two guitarists in this as well, Paul Massado mm. and Chuck. Again, like like with um, spiritual healing, there was a big difference between Chuck style, James Murphy. Then you yeah. come onto this, and you've got Chuck and Massimo, um both completely different styles. Massimo being a real technician, yeah, and Chuck just blasting out, going from feel, you know. Yeah. And uh, but again, it was what Steve George's first album, yeah. He didn't. He didn't tour this album. Did he? Am I right there? I think you're right in that. Yeah, we could be. If we're, if we're wrong, let us know. But I think you're right. 
Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. And as far as I'm aware, I was reading somewhere that uh, when he went to do the the master, um, there was an issue with tracks on Cosmic Sea. Oh. So some of the some of the bass lines, not the whole track, but some of the bass line was redone for Cosmic okay. Sea. That's interesting. Mm. Um, there you go, but it's that trivia there for all you whippersnappers. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a give me a rating for this one. An obvious ten out of ten for me. Yeah, uh, it would get a very high eight and a half from me. Really? Which I think is, is is a good. It's, it's an enjoyable album, you know. Why would why would you go for it on the eight and a half? Well. Like I said, I should. It should be my tell favorite. Us, tell us. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the, like I mean, spiritual healing and leprosy were of a time when I was young. They were what I was used to do when I was young, and mm. I only discovered Human last of the songs that are the albums. That was the one I discovered nice. last. So maybe I don't know if we, if we did something like this in a year or two's time, it might change, but. Yeah, it's like I say. Yeah, I, I just loved that old sound so much, and mm-hmm. like that. I, yeah, I could see the. I still enjoy this album, but you know, it to me, it's just not as good as the previous two. Just again, just for me, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I can't fault anything on it. I can't fault the playing. I can't fault. I can't even fault his vocals because the next couple of albums is where I can fault his fucking vocals. You know what I mean? so yeah i think uh i mean if you if you were to do all if you were to top up all these numbers for the right like this doc discography will be getting a high a high rating so far between the two of us they really would Mm. yeah you know Uh, and so right we're going on to individual top patterns this now is absolutely love this album is this where the voice changes uh, in parts, he's still keeping a bit of that more gutturals, but yeah, it's getting a bit more high pitched. What's the like? I mean, as I say, you know the man, you know, you 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 know more about Chuck than I would. Was it a mm. conscious decision to change the vocal style, or what was? I've never I, figured out why or heard why. I think it, it might have been because um, he always wanted to be uh, a heavy metal singer. You know, because he loved all the old guys, like Rob Halford, uh, what's his name from Accept, Udo, Dirk Schneider, all the, all those classic metal singers. Um, yeah. And that's why they put that cover of Painkiller on uh, Sandra Verdens, because he really... He fucking did, he nailed that, didn't he? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, like, didn't, obviously he was tune a half step north or a full step down to D instead of it being in the standard. It's still, it's still hit that. Yeah, notes, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So again, I, uh, you've, you're, I'm going to be kind of trailing off here with these two albums, but <laughs> throw me a little story about this album. Tell me what you think of it. And... Um, regarding this album, I was a King Diamond fan before I came across this album. Um, so it was re- re- real big into King Diamond in the 90s. Um, very, very young as well. A lot of bands I got into between 10 and 13. 
they were obviously between say six and ten. It was the, the, the stalwarts, you know, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, ah. starting into a little bit of Megadeth. But between 10, 13, 14, there were so many bands which came into my life. Um, that being one of them. And King Diamond. And I was fascinated by Andy LaRocque's, or LaRocque, or whatever you, I don't know what way you pronounce his name. Whatever way you want to pronounce um, it. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I remember getting the album and looking at the, 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 the sleeve of the CD and seeing this, Andy was on there. I was like, no way. I can't actually wait to listen to this. Yeah. So I stuck it on and listened to solos. And he brought, again, another element of melody to what could have been just flat out death metal album. Like like, like what James brought to Spiritual Healing. Yeah. Um, not saying that Masterville on Human wasn't the like he was, but he was more out there, more that outside sound, Alan Hall's yeah. work kind of buzz, you know, really going for that crazy kind of stuff. Yeah. But Andy brought such a level of uh, melodicness to this album, um, like Trapped in the Corner, that solo when it comes in. Just amazing, you know? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's not a bad album to me. Like, they don't have any bad albums, and as far as I'm concerned, and I think the only one I'd remember really would be the Philosopher. You know, such a good song as well. Yeah, yeah. such a good song. Yeah, but that was the that was the, the bit, like again. I, I I I hate to say it. I know we all knock MTV, but for a lot of us, like that generation, MTV was good at one point. That yeah, when we were younger, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's where a lot of us got our, our music from, be that or fucking John Kenny. You know? Yeah, but here the name, the, but the name, the clue is in the name, music, television. That's yeah. what I don't understand. Let's not go into a rant about MTV though, but like, you know, there's no music on it anymore, essentially. No. ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Absolutely. But um, it was a funny, uh, funny little story. I don't know if you've seen that documentary that was uh, brought out called Death to Metal the oh. story about Chuck Schuldner it's a bit of a long watch and when I say long it's not the longest of documentaries but just the way it's done you, you do feel the time dragging a little you know right. um, but apparently uh, like Chuck being a huge fan of King Diamond and when they got Andy to come in he hadn't played with them rehearsed them or nothing and uh, he flew in from uh, Denmark to lay his tracks down and literally just one take, oh. bam, bam, bam. And turned around and says, well, yeah, can you put that back? I want to put harmony over this, putting harmonies over. Nice. Know, just willy-nilly over his solo. <laughs> oh, you know? <laughs> Losing their shit, you know? Um... I'll just give you a, a kind of a generic score for this, if you you know, uh, you know, I'll give it a seven out of ten from what I remember of it. It's good. It's okay. like I say, there's no weak albums on this list, but mm-hmm. you know, as I said, I'm kind of trailing off interest-wise. Although <laughs> one of my favorite death songs is on the next album, which is I'm okay. I'm very surprised at because 
of the vocals, you know? Yeah, uh, so am I. <laughs> right, give Follow me a me over there, Carl. <laughs> oh, no, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> give me your rating on this album, Larry. Um, I hate to be predictable and say 10 out of 10. I'm going to give it 9.5 out of 10. Fair enough. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it's an amazing album, but uh, just not as in your face as Human was, you know? Yeah. Um, Human had it's just something about it, had this, uh, like a darkness to it. Yeah. Real, even the sound is real, uh, it's bass heavy. If you, if you yes, to say. that's and one thing I did. Even though it's bass it. heavy. Yeah. Um, I think it was that uh, kind of breakthrough for drum sound as well on Human was that, you know, for the double pedal. I yeah. don't think anyone had that clarity um, in, in music for death metal music. Yeah. Um, they really hit the ball. So, yeah, Individual still amazing. One of my favorite albums. But, yeah. Yeah, nine, nine and a half out of ten for this. That's fair. Right, we're flying through them now. We've talked two more. Two more to go. Yep. Uh, symbolic and I actually made a mistake it's not this album that my second but I've thought a uh, song I like it's, not. it's the next one it's the final Same album experience, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, although I do like this I actually do like the songs on this album <laughs> just you know just when I was doing my, my research for this when I do my research for me deep disc dives I sit there like what you did last night I sit down and listen to each album as, lot, as many as I can in one sitting and yeah. when I was listening to these, I was like, yeah, I know I'm not, I know I don't like his voice, but Jesus, the music is unreal. And as I've yeah. gotten older, <laughs> as I've gotten older, I've really, really appreciate these later albums musically. Like mm. w- like what I did with Megadeth, I really, I, 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 you've heard me, I love Ed Mustaine's guitar playing. I fucking oh, he's, love the playing. He's a riff machine. Oh, a but it's just his little, little girly voice just annoys the crap out of me and he sings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people don't say the same with Megadeth. Like, I just can't get past the vocals. Yeah. But, but sure, it is what it is and that's what Megadeth is, what, what he is yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. Um, so, right. So, Symbolic. Give me your... Uh, first, first album I got ever bought of, of Death. And it was probably around this time, 95, 96. It wasn't that long out. Um, I actually remember going through Metal Hammer and reading the review of it and going, right, add that to my list of uh, albums to get because I'd already heard, um, I said, lack of comprehension. I yeah. hadn't heard Human. So this is the first dead album that I picked up. Um, don't fresh, ask off me why. The, fresh off the press. Please. I was just like, right, I'll start with something. You know, this, yeah. is, this is it. So, um, Remember going into Sound Cellar, picking up, talking to Collie for a while, and then back home. Didn't leave my CD player for about three hours. <laughs> just kept on, kept on listening to it over and over. And I, was, God, this. I remember just lying in my bed with the eyes closed. Just being transported to a different place, you know. And I do miss those days of, uh, you know, still find bands that, you know, do that for me, you know. Been finding more in the in the past five six years than any time in, in the past twenty years, say. Yeah. But um, I do miss those those days of buying an album, coming home, sticking on, and then just getting lost in it. 
you know. Are you talking about? So we've too much, too much stuff to get distracted by now, you know. You well, know? that's it. Yeah. Well, if you, if you let it, else. if you let it distract you. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you? Are you yeah, saying now you miss those days of, like, let's say, um, Megadeth bringing a new album out, and you miss like discovering a new album of theirs being being brought up? Are you saying a lot of newer stuff is disappointing or? No, not at all. I, I, I missed the experience, is what I'm saying. Right. The experience of getting an album you've never heard before. You know, going and buying it, sticking it on, and gotcha. being absolutely blown away by it. Right, okay. Um, the, like, just, just everyone has a, a, an album from, say, every band that they listened to early that's done that for them. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, even when it comes to more of the modern bands, like for off the top of my head, Kiss with Gage. Um, not a big fan of their stuff after the end of Heartache, but that second album, the one that brought, like, broke through for them, that Alive or Just Breathing, can't fault it. Yeah. And again, that was another one of those albums where it was on repeat in my disc man, you know, <laughs> everywhere I went for, for yeah. about two weeks, you know, couldn't, couldn't get over it. But anyway, back to, Back to death. Back to <laughs> back to death. Yeah, symbolic man. Um, just blew my mind. And Crystal Mountain's a great song. Crystal Mountain's amazing. Again, Empty words. One, uh, that's one of my top songs. Empty words without judgment. Crystal Mountain. Were you 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 were you with chosen when we were trying to cover Empty Words? Yeah. Um, we tried. When well, no, I was in I the think I had left. Uh, I think I I had left. I had uh, said to them, right? I had said to them because they were hell bent on covering the fucking death song, right? Mm. And I said, lads, please, please. Even though I have got a good vocal range, it wasn't as good then as it is now. We'd say, but I was like, lads, please, please, can we do something off the first three albums? Because I'm not going to be able to do what he does, you know. And so when we used to rehearse it, we it would now I'd, I'd just be sitting there. I would I could I could now I was. <laughs> I know, I, I know my limits. You know that, and I'm just like yeah, I, could, yeah. I could. So we never got that. When I don't know, I thought I was I like that. So much that I don't remember if you were in the in that band for that time or whatever. Empty words, yeah. It's a great track though. Great track to listen to. We used to um, we used to jam a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Then, you know. Oh yeah. Just just uh, even when we were just four piece, even a three piece at the time, mm. we'd be jamming out that songs just just for something to play. You know, I think hoping for hoping for an ounce of inspiration. Oh, you know? and yeah, I'm sure you got it. Yeah. yeah, I think these final two albums are more musicians' albums than straight up fan albums. That's what I that's the way I would view them. Anytime I hear people talking about the final album, I'm just like, yeah, oh, this, the, the, you know, the techni- technical, this, technical, that, whatever, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh- I know where you're coming from, but I think more so with The Sound of Perseverance, the last album, mm. other than this. Um, this one is probably the last kind of... Um, say, song-orientated mm. album. You know, I'm trying to think of the right word there. Yeah. Um, with that, with a, with a formula, yeah, there, there, all the stuff has a formula there. But mm. I think Sound of Perseverance was a obviously longer songs, um, 
really out there drumming and yeah. crazy, you know. The drumming on it's unreal. I think on the production wise as well, because you know, he's been in Morris Sound since Leprosy, and Scott Burns was the guy that was engineering everything up until this. Another legend. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jim Morris was the one that took over uh, the engineering of this and the last album, which you can hear as clear as day the difference in the in the engineering yeah. style, the, the recording style, because there's, there's a clarity. You know, Christmas to yeah. both albums, to the guitar tone, to the drums. It's a huge difference between uh, what's the name, uh, Gene Hogland's drum sound between symbolic and individual top patterns. Uh. And I love the fact that was one of the things, I suppose, the drum points for symbolic as well was that loosey goosey feel that Gene had. Um, so so much flavor and embellishments mm. on songs and like I've ne- I never heard a drummer do that before because a lot of metal drummers just you know flat out. yeah you know yeah fair enough like obviously one of my favorite drummers ever uh, Lombardo from Slayer don't fault him but he was you know he's a flat out amazing drummer but when it comes to throwing little embellishments into songs Gene was the man as I call him, the atomic clock, he's yeah. just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and he's unreal to watch live as well. He really oh. is. He's still no Lombardo in my mind. <laughs> did you ever hear? <laughs> did you ever hear that? I don't know if it's true or not. It probably is now. But um, I remember hearing back in the day that Gene uh, used to have his own chef going on tour with him. And the size of me, you well believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not a small man. <laughs> oh, I'd well believe that actually. No. <laughs> but one, one thing I'll say about this album, and I think it's uh, it's a shame because I think Bobby is one of the best death guitarists that they've ever had. Um, he's such an unusual guitar style, an unusual yeah. solo style, and I loved it. Um, you know, the, the last song on the album, Brandy Request, this, that, uh, that first solo comes in around about two, two and a half minutes after a real slow, sludgy bit. Yeah. But then that solo comes in. I just slow and builds into the solo, building up, building up, and just come to, to a pinnacle. And yeah. then obviously Chuck's solo comes in. But I just love that. Uh, what's the word I'm for? Uniqueness? Yes, that's the word. That uniqueness of, of building up the solo and going for the feeling of the song instead yeah. of just writing something to fit over, you know? Yeah. You know really see. deep deep diving into the song and just going for the emotion. And that's yeah. why I think he's one of the most underrated uh, deck guitarists because um, obviously Andy LaRock and the Masterville and James Murphy get so much praise yeah. with Bobby. He's the only song here. So, Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Well, you you love him, and that's all that matters, you know. Give me your <laughs> give me uh, your rating because I want to move on here. Give me a rating for this album. Ten out of ten for me. Easy. Well, okay. Yeah, no, it'd be about six or something. You know, just because, as I say, I don't. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them, but I'm just not interested in them. 
you know. Um, it's probably because I'm, I'm more biased the fact that it was the first album I bought and listened to from start to finish. And it just has that imprint on my brain that's, you know, sure. has that effect. Yeah. But it's what? like the very first Slayer album I bought, whatever. That's probably my favorite too, you know. What was the first Slayer album you bought? Uh, first one I physically bought was um, Seasons. But I nice. had... I had, I had copies of Rain and Blood and whatever, but yeah, see, like, just for me was an all around belter. Yeah, you know? oh, it's it's that's if I'm ever introducing anyone to Slayer now, that's the album I'd put on for them because it's oh. the most accessible one of theirs, you know. Yeah, and it's got catchy choruses. And I mean, if you want to sing about someone wearing skin on their head, that's the one to sing, <laughs> you know. Anyway. That's for another podcast, as I keep saying. That should be a little fucking... And we, we covered that as well, remember, years ago. That was sort of addition to it for you. That's right. If you yeah. remember. Yeah. That was interesting. I'll never forget that. It was like, yes. uh, what do you want to play? Um, I don't know. Um, do you know me Slayer? Well, we, we could do Slayer. And I was well, what Slayer do you want to do? And he was like, what about a dead skin mask? And I was like, all right, then, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll try and learn it. Of course, I knew the bleeding thing inside out. You know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so we're on to the final album now, and I've have to, I have to say I've been enjoying this. I've been enjoying this. Yeah. It's uh, nice to hear um, people talking about, the, you know, the, the bands they love and that kind of stuff. But we're going to sounds of perseverance. And to me, this, as I say, this, like, it really did go from. You know, just being albums to a real, I don't know, like almost an opera of sorts. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. In, in epicness and like even the, the artwork, it's beautiful artwork. You know, it's beautiful yeah. artwork. And Travis Smith. Yeah. Be- yeah, it was Travis Smith. Yeah. Beautiful. But it, like the whole package, like as I say, you can, even though I'm not a huge fan of the thing, I can appreciate the whole, the whole experience, do you know? Uh, I'm just going to quickly, like, yeah, the song that I do love on this album is Flesh and the Power of Holes. Oh, my yeah. Jesus. The music of, on that yeah, song. It's ridiculous. Oh, Jesus Christ. I love it. And I like Bite the Pain and Scavenger of Human Sorrow. I'm just looking at some of them. Uh, on my list as well. <laughs> oh. Spirit Crusher. Story to tell. But, I mean, did you ever wonder, I know this was Chuck's final album, unfortunately. Like, would, I wonder what he would have came out with after this. Do you think he would have, do you think he would have written with the times? I'm not saying, I'm not saying he would have hopped onto New Metal, but you know what I mean? Would he have? Well, he had, he had that other album, uh, the other band, Control the Night. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that came out, well, about soon after this. Um... And I know that they had another album that they were going to do as well. Um, it was called it was called Hip Hop Don't Stop. That's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hippity hop. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. right, I'm going to let you talk about this album because I know you love this album. I, I'm going to just give you my stuff now on it. I, it's a great mm-hmm. album. It's got uh, the the cover of uh, Painkiller on it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a seven and a half because of. Purely because flesh and the power holes. Mm. Go for it. I'd, I'd probably probably give it a, well, a nine and a half, bordering on ten. To be honest. Yeah. Um, for me, it's again, it's an amazing that album. Um, 
Richard Christie, that opening uh-huh. drum, drum thing uh-huh. on the album, just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It really just uh, flattens you to the floor. And I think, I think the only other album that, that had any sort of a, a drum intro was Human. Yeah. You know, it was flat, right. flatten of emotion. But yeah, this was just, just took it to another level. And I think it was his, his drumming debut uh, as well. Wow. Um, I don't know if you ever if you heard his other uh, band with um, Ripper Owens. Um, Charred Walls of the Damned. You ever listen to them? I've heard of them, but I haven't actually listened to them. I'll check yeah. them out. That amazing stuff as well, um, musician-wise. Mm. But, so yeah, well, give it a 10. Give it a 10, there. Yeah, okay, give it a 10, so. Yeah, it's your list, right? <laughs> it's, um, again, you always seem to pick the right guys for the job for, for yeah. every album. And, um, I know Steve, Steve Giorgio was supposed to play on this. I know yeah. he played on some of the demos, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. And I, don't know the full, I don't know the full story, but uh, Scott Clendenin, Kled- uh, He's done a great job. I know he's more of a pick guy. Yeah. But, um, Still did yeah. a great job. Great. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Um, I mean, when you think about it, what a, what, a, what a legacy to leave behind. You know? I mean, you can't... Imagine just turning around to someone. Oh, yeah, there's, there's seven amazing albums. You know. See you later. <laughs> yeah, just, just go off. Just drop them on the yeah. lap and go. Yeah, hey, there you go. go. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> See you next Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think pretty much we've covered. Uh, well, like, give me your favorite songs on this album before we wrap up. Uh, Bite the Pain, as you mentioned. Uh, oh. Spirit Crusher. Story to Tell. Um, more so again because of Shannon's solo on this. Mm. Similar kind of vibe to what I was saying to you about Bobby's solo in Premium Quest. Yeah. Just a great, great builder. Um, Flesh in the Power of Holes and Scavenger of Human Sorrow. Nice, nice. Unbelievable. Um, what I've started doing uh, is getting my, my guests to make a little Spotify playlist of the artists. Right. So if you can do you'll do that for me and we'll have it up on the on the links. Uh, so yeah. it'll be you know like that can be your recommendations for people listening you know getting into um deaths or you know so you mm. throw you throw together a list and we'll put it up and see what people think of it, you know? Yeah I'll I'll uh, I'll do that for you tonight. Excellent. And before we go, this is first of all, this has been great. It's great seeing you again, obviously, you know. Thanks for having me, man. Andy. This has been do, a long time coming. Yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely do it again. But one thing I do want to touch on before we go is I know you're back playing music, which mm-hmm. to me is a fucking amazing thing it's to hear. I, you, I, 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 hate, <laughs> I hate hearing when people aren't playing music that whose life is music, whose life's blood is music. So I'm excited to hear, I've heard one or two little things, and I appreciate that very much. But can you give me, you know, give us a, give, you know, if anyone who knows you, they know you haven't been around for a while, tell them what you're doing, what you're working on. You don't have to give away too much, but just give people an idea of what mm-hmm. 
to expect down the road maybe from their bowler? <laughs> well, I, I have a couple of different things on the go. Um, I would say probably four different projects. Okay. Um, I, for the past couple of years, I've been, you know, recording on the phone, you know, up until last year. And I have, between that phone and the other phone, uh, the clatter of riffs. And obviously there's old songs there that never seen the light of day. Um, some really old woe stuff that we just never worked on. One or two that I've, I've picked um, for the kind of sludgy, doomy kind of project. Um, then I've been writing loads as well. Um, I just can't seem to sit down and finish something because I've such uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, such a sporadic mind when it comes to writing mm. that I I I'll get I get an idea and it'll be you know flowing, but then I'm just like I come to a hill. But right, I don't like pushing myself to try and get something. Because I want it to be as organic as possible. Yeah. Um, and that's the way I've been doing it for the past couple of years. I don't want to be pushing myself. Because um, I don't want it to come out sounding contrived. And, you know. You're like, you're like, that's one of the things that we were always so good together with. It was always organic. It was always natural. That's what you're yeah. missing is you need that, you need that environment again to be able mm -hmm. to bounce off people and someone mm -hmm. to say, yeah, that's fucking cool. Or, Try this here, like what you, you it's what you know, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm very excited to hear what you bring out, you know. And it'll be, it's great to see you back, you know, playing, and it's great to see you back writing. It's, it's, it, it's a wonderful thing uh, to be doing it. I mean, I, I, it's one of the best investments I've done in in, in many years. Is getting myself a, a new interface and new computer, and just start working again. Cause yeah, no, it was a uh, riff sitting on the phone for for years, just going nowhere, you know. So um, as as well as my um, my taste grew as I got older, and uh, I've always had say uh, an interest in black metal. Um, never thought I'd be writing it. <laughs> I never uh, thought you'd write it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, just. It just started coming out of me some days. The odd riff come out, but Jesus Christ! You've just got a lot. You've just got a lot of flow, don't you? You just, just got a flow, and uh, so yeah, I've got that. And then there's a death metal project, but I think I might combine those into more kind of like a black and death kind of thing. Nice. Um, so yeah, we'll see. And um, then I'm doing my own kind of solo thing as well, which is just instrumental. Um, that is a that's going to be a long burner because I want it to be right, I want it to be perfect, you know. So, yeah, um, I've been getting getting extra lessons from a guy in Glasgow, um, a guy called Roy Marchbank. Okay, it's unbelievable, but um, yeah, I've been just kind of pushing myself to play, should I say, back to when I was playing the shows, I was always pushing myself. Yeah. I think I kind of lost that dexterity um, over the years, and I want to get back to that. But obviously, still keeping my, you know, my love for riffs. Yeah. 
That'll never it's all about the it's all about the riff, man. Um, yeah. It's 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 what catches me when I listen to a band is the riffs. That's the first thing I hear. Yeah. So if um if a riff is not catchy, if it doesn't catch me, I'll scrap it. You know, yeah. someone else might, might like it, but I don't. Uh, yeah. That's the way I'm. That's the way I'm going for. That's the way you've always been. So we change now. You know. Unfortunately, so yeah. Blair, <laughs> <laughs> it's been absolutely amazing uh, having a chat with you and going through the death discography, and I hope you enjoyed it too, my man. I did, man. It was great. Thanks and absolutely, and folks, anytime Lara has that coming out, we'll share it on our shows, and you know we'll make sure you get to hear what, what the big man is going to be bringing out. All right, <laughs> thanks, dude. Big, the, the preferable word, yeah. Well, you're a big man, in fairness, like you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look, dude, thanks for coming on. We're out of here. Thanks Adios. Much, Take care. Adios. Bye bye.